All right, guys. So we had some technical difficulties, uh, but Nick should be coming on the podcast. It was his fault. We will all acknowledge it was his fault. Uh, but I appreciate all of the patience. And the thing is, I don't edit anything. So this is just fun. But uh, he's coming in right now. So hopefully his computer will cooperate. There he is. Now Hello. he can join us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Fourth, fifth time, whatever it is, the charm. Just back and forth on a Friday. No big deal. Good yeah, news. Whatever. Most of the weekend. So. It'll be fun, uh, but I'm really excited um, to talk with you. And genuinely, I don't script anything. We're just going to talk about literally everything. But a lot of it is your story um, because it's so empowering for people, and it gives a ton of perspective, right? A lot of people in general will like validate their excuses and kind of buy into beliefs, and like your story is your strength. And so for people that don't know you first, I'd like you to introduce yourself and then give us some background on like who you are and like the last couple of years of your life. Cause they huh. very, very up and down. And then I'll probably have questions and we'll just go from there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Nick Krantz, and I will try and be as short winded as I can to kind of give you the whole picture of really who I am. Cause I mean, well, we've been connected for, seems like a couple of years now. It's mm-hmm. like so much has happened in well, the world in general, but who I am is not everybody knows, but so basically I grew up, didn't have any desire to work out, train. I was a skater boy for 10 years, but my dad was super jacked. So I don't know if that was like a turnoff. Like, I don't want to be like that. Or like, I just want to do my own thing. Finally get talked into playing basketball, as you know, um, in ninth grade. So I cut my shaggy hair and, but that is when I fell in love with the process of working out, hard work, training. I understood that work that I was putting in I was getting rewarded on the court so I'm like wow this stuff is awesome get talked into playing football the next year um and then you know the the rest is history with with football Uh, I gained 65 pounds in high school fell in love with it um but I understood looking back now that working out was my escape from what was going on inside my home which was just perceived as the white picket fence family but everybody involved was had addiction running wild And so my escape was working out in the gym. And so senior year came around and the store called and said, Hey, uh, you're going to be a dad in nine months. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, So uh, senior year of high school, I decided that I should probably decommit from D one and go to the closest college nearby, which was a college that just started uh, nine minutes down the road, division two school and uh, didn't pan out because I was injured every single year. But this is kind of where I fell in love with the coaching aspect. Uh, Senior year of high school, tore my shoulder, surgery season ending. But I went back two days after surgery to coach because I just love that mentorship role type of just atmosphere. I just wanted to help any way possible. Same thing with college, freshman year, sophomore year, uh, junior year. Everything was an injury, fight hard to get back, injury. It was always just a constant battle, but I was always there coaching. And I knew that that was going to be something that I would do someday, but I didn't know how. Um, in college, I had my first TBI, uh, which concussions weren't really talked about in 2010, 2011. So you rested, you uh, took your stupid computer test that we all knew the answers to, and then <laughs> went on. Um, so after college, when I finally realized I couldn't uh, play football anymore, I ended up coaching there for two years, but I also worked at a juvenile jail because I needed to pay the bills. Um, I didn't know what to do because football was over and I just still, I was in that like mentorship kind of role of like wanting to help, but I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I started working there, realized I didn't like it uh, and just took a random ISSA nutrition certification because I was working third shift 
And after that, I started working at a gym, uh, still didn't really know what I was doing, um, but really started to realize like, this is what I need to be doing. So started to launch kind of online platform in 2017 or something. Uh, the years all run together now. Um, and then just started to realize that I could kind of make a business out of this and create more impact than just the county I lived in. Um, and then that's when I really took my business online four years ago. And then roughly two years ago is when my life kind of changed uh, real fast. Um, so I don't even know how to even start that. Um, but I'm sure we can kind of just go over it because <laughs> the last two years, it felt like seven. Um, because who you see today is far different than what I was two years ago. Um, even looking at your content is just drastically different. And I love that evolution for you. And I think that's why I said like your the last two years of your life, like all the things that you had before that resilience, tenacity, passion, like all those things, I think that sports can teach you, right? Discipline and the ability to show up and leave an impact. But I think that the genuine desire to help people is what leads people to coaching. And like, that's what got me into it too. And so, um, then your life changed like pretty radically, um, on top of all of the COVID shit that was going on already. So just pair it with that context as well. But I really want you to dive into like how that started and, and what happened. And there's no time limit on this. Like, please share okay. uh, <laughs> as much as you need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's it, like COVID was the last, last thing on my mind um, because it was December of 2019 that, um, and it wasn't one of those things where you have like a, a traumatic brain injury where you see people like, uh, you know, pictures in the hospital and they're like, you know, they got all the stuff over them. I up to that point, I've, I had already had 14 concussions and, and another traumatic and one traumatic brain injury. So it's not going to take much to knock me, knock me out. But I ran into the top of my Jeep after getting the Christmas tree and right on the top of the skull. And I immediately knew it, like looking back, everything has made sense as I've been able to piece back the last two years, because I'm healthy and healed now, then I've been able to go back and make sense of everything. And it was like, literal space jam where your soul is taken from you because I just, it, everything was gone. Like it was the first time that I ever threw up from a head injury and I knew something was different, but in the back of my mind, I was like, I've already been through this. I can do this. I can heal. I couldn't, I had no, no chance. And, and I have my window open as the train goes by okay. anyways. <laughs> and so, you know, I go, I just do what I did. So I'm like, okay, I don't need to go to a doctor. I'll figure this out because I'm in control. Of course, as the days goes by, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel really awful. I feel like I'm bleeding inside. Something just wasn't right. So I went to the neurologist, you know, did the normal thing, took an MRI. Yeah, you know, I don't see any issues because as you look at an MRI, you look at it at the macro level. Is there a huge dagger sever in my brain? No, okay, then that's what they're taught through school. Uh, and so he's like, well, okay, I can just order some more tests, but it's been a month now and I'm, I'm, I'm not able to drive in a car anymore. I, I'm getting dizzy walking. I'm very nauseous. I no longer can walk more than 10 minutes without having to throw up. And that's, this is from going, working out four to five times a week, uh, coaching 56 clients and running a business. Then all of a sudden things just start cutting and I don't have any answers because it's not an arm. It's not a finger. It's not a knee. It's not something tangible. I could look at and be like, okay, I have the solution for this. And so it's this thing that I thought I knew I could control and I had no idea. And now this guy had no idea, but he's like, okay, I'll refer you out to a concussion clinic, highly ranked in, in Cleveland, Ohio. So as COVID began, I went there for two times and they did the treat the symptom of my vestibular issues because 
your eyes have neural tissue in it. So when you have a brain injury, your eyes are usually the first thing to go. So your, your eye to brain communication is off. So that's why if I was looking at you, my eyes might see it skewed. And that's why I couldn't focus. Everything was just very confused and basically manipulated. So as, as COVID started, hospital shut down. I just did an exercise at home, went back and completed their little number test of, yeah, I feel like a one today instead of a three. So they passed me and I didn't want to go back anyways because I, I hated it and I thought I was just going to be okay. But I knew, I knew it wasn't. And then a month later, uh, I was helping uh, getting my ceiling fan up in the, in the master bedroom and the ceiling fan fell on my head. Uh, I couldn't make this up, but it literally just square hit me in the head, went to the ER, of course, everything passed. And as the year went on, I was just pretending, putting this perceived outlook on the internet that I'm still healthy because I, I can't allow my business to, you know, come into shambles, but I've already kind of dished off some of my clients to other coaches because I can no longer manage my own life. I, 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 how am I supposed to manage somebody else, not including my family, not including my, my children, my household, everything else. And so I was basically lying to, you know, to everybody else besides myself, knowing that something is not right. And by the time December, 2020 came, I was, I was just um, mentally, physically, I couldn't, I couldn't, something wasn't right. And I knew that I had to go start to go back to the other place that I was just at. And I didn't like them, but I knew I had to start there. And I'd started doing this research of like, man, why I can no longer eat ice cream. I feel like when I eat ice cream, I'm getting like a, a hangover. Like I'm like, and as you think like, oh, as a nutrition coach, you should know this. But I'm like, when you're looking back now, knowing what was going on in my brain, like I had no idea. I couldn't even think straight. Um, because I, when you have a, a brain injury, your gut can become extremely permeable within 30 minutes. So all this head trauma that I've had in the past, and especially this main one, I knew that at that point that my gut started to just deteriorate the inside, which your gut and your brain are so tightly linked that all of a sudden there's toxins flowing everywhere from my gut to my brain, brain and my gut all over. Um, and so I was like, I had all these questions written down. I'm like, man, I can't wait to ask him all this stuff. Like I'm about to get so many answers. Like this guy knows everything, you know, he, he's supposed to be my savior. And so as I went there in January of 2021, he basically looked at me almost like I was trying to like one up him and like measure, measure dicks or something. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to one up you. I, I'm not trying to be a doctor. I'm just trying to take control of my health because I need help. Like, you know, it's like, it was like we were in a marriage, but he wasn't giving me the same love back. Um, <laughs> I just wanted my health. Like, that's all. And so when he said like, yeah, I don't think that's, that, that's the, that's the case. And I was like, Oh, uh, Oh God. Like I'm, I'm, I'm about to be on my own here, but I still had to go through with their, their program just to say I did it. And it, it didn't work. Um, by the end of the six weeks or whatever, I'd gotten worse, uh, right before the Super Bowl, I'd collapsed in the bathroom, uh, severed my head and, I had to go to the therapy the next day and she didn't believe that, uh, what, what I was doing was, um, was really physically there. And she just said, well, you know, it's probably just best you see a therapist. Um, I don't know if you have any type of anxiety, but you should definitely get it looked at. And I, I just think it's all in your head. And so that, at that moment, I was, uh, I was very in the stages of, I'm about to prove you wrong so hard. I'm like, you know, the competitor in yourself, you're like, I'm about to, like you have no idea. Like you're, you're showing me all these little like shuffling exercises. I can do this, uh, you know, no matter how awful I feel. Um, it's basically like you're, you're extremely drunk, but you're still very conscious of it uh, in, in that feeling. 
it's like this is stuff you know you do all the time like i i, I did this for the last like 10 years when i was when i was an athlete this isn't anything hard um but when you're treated like a, a one of many and put into a lump of this this is just your symptom you, there's no there's no individual guidance um and within within three weeks of leaving there um was probably the hardest time of my life because i had no idea what was going on uh two weeks after that i was starting to wake up i didn't know where i was the day after that i didn't know if i was still dreaming um and then the the day after that it was um like i it's something i'm still trying to figure out how to say but um i had like knowing me like i planned to take my life that day because i didn't i didn't I didn't know what was going on. Um, and I was, I was very sick and I woke up and I didn't know who I was. And so it was, it was scary. Um, but looking back now, I could all make sense of it, of why it was going that way. Um, but I didn't, I had a, I had a, a, a complete crazy and sign of that I saw that day. Um, and it brought me downstairs to read this book, Concussion Rescue, no matter how sick I was. And it's like, you need to go get your you need to go get your testosterone checked. <laughs> and so going to my primary, it was extremely difficult. He didn't want to do it because I was young and healthy, which is not the case. Um, and turned out I was a hundred and, or I was 275, uh, which is still in range, of course, because in range is 200 to 1100 where I'm at. And uh, he couldn't help me. So <laughs> once I started testosterone replacement therapy from another place, um, that I started to make incredible progress, but of course it just came right back down because um, in other areas. Uh, so I ended up working with this doctor out in California who's a top post-concussion syndrome doctor in the country, ran all types of testing, um, gut, brain, and then that's when the answer started to just slowly creep out. Um, and I still saw two other doctors after that, but like, I feel like I'm just getting long-winded at that this point, but um, basically what, was finally found is that I had developed celiac disease because of the, the brain issues. So eating any type of gluten and any type of um, sugars that I'd been normally Mr. No restriction, like all of a sudden I can't do that anymore. And that's what had been causing so much when, when you have that and you're eating gluten, it's literal poison. And that's what was causing me to literally go crazy. Um, and having SIBO and having developed, um, a bacterial meningitis infection in my brain, uh, having, uh, yeah, so SIBO, dysfunction of the autotomic nervous system, dystonomia. Um, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, something like that, oh, whatever it is, but that all this stuff looking back, it makes sense why I was no longer able to take care of my own body. Um, and I had to literally continue to fight, crawl, just dig in every ounce of a day just to try and make it through and then finally it was this year that I knew that something wasn't right again early of the year um started looking into this different type of meditation practices because the the power it has in the brain and I'm like man I don't know because you know it's all hippie and weirdo stuff like but oh you know God. I'll give it a shot um mm -hmm. but and I say that now, but I, I'd say I started meditating, of course, last year, but it was a different type of meditation with Joe Dispenza. And it's in when I started his meditations five days after I went to the hospital for 
possible seizure activity because I blacked out. Um, and five days after that, I did everything he said. And on the fifth day, I went my first day in 796 days without post-concussion syndrome symptoms. I didn't say anything to anybody because I didn't, I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to say anything. I just wanted to continue on. And since that day uh, of February 18th, I have not had one PCS symptoms since. And I, I, like I say, like I'm freaking healed. Like I can't, I can't begin to like, I'm about to like break this table. Cause I'm so like jacked that like I am healed. And I, and it's not just, it's not just physical. It's literally emotional because I had to go through and do all this other stuff that I bottled up so long with, um, with all family issues and deaths in my family. And it's like everything spewed out and it happened for a reason that I had to heal everything before I could ever push past this thing I never thought I was going to. Um, and I, I hope I caught you up to speed on that. <laughs> the last two years have been just like, like I said, it's been seven. It's been like five different lives. Like I, it's so hard to explain. It's, it's incredible. And like, I can't relate with the brain injury, but I can relate with, I have no idea. There's been a period of time and, and you know, I competed in my background and all that. And I've mm -hmm. had very aggressive preps and this is not anybody else's fault. I always take extreme ownership of that, but like in hindsight, you know, now that I have the knowledge that I do looking back, you know, my health wasn't where it needed to be. And so it was almost like my last prep was literally the cherry on top um, of what compromised my internal health. And so now it's like a battling journey and you go to the doctor and they won't pull comprehensive labs. And then they say that everything is in range, but there's a difference between being in range and optimal. And then you go down this rabbit hole. And so now I do have my functional medicine certification because for me, it's like, I never want my clients to be dismissed. Like my story is my strength. And so I can use that to my advantage and like leverage that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even though we're not on the same exact concepts, like I too have had to run a gut protocol. I actually had, unfortunately, like there's a, so many gimmicks in the industry. And that's why, like, even though I have this knowledge, I never promote myself as a hormone coach. I don't want yeah. to be, I mm -hmm. don't wear that hat. Like yeah. my job is to review and advocate for you. So that when you go talk to a doctor, you can be like, no, listen, this is what I have. Like, I need you to help me, right? Someone who's actually qualified to do that. And so it's, it's one of those things where initially I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to hire a hormone coach and like, they're going to fix me. Mm -hmm. No, like a lot of that, like I had to learn the hard way. And so now it's like, I went through this whole gut protocol and I have to do it again. And mm -hmm. I could literally like make an excuse and be like, fuck it. I'm just going to eat the gluten and the dairy and like all the fun foods and like say, fuck it. But like, I yeah. know it makes you feel horrible. Like when your body cannot break it down or like digest it, it's, it's a horrible feeling. I get so like very strong brain fog. Like I cannot think I cannot focus. Like I do not have energy. Even if I didn't do anything, I don't know why. And then you're like, Oh, we'll just eat more carbs because you just like, it'll be fine. So then I'll have like a sandwich or something. <laughs> and then I'm like, I feel worse. Yes. And then it's like, it, you can't figure it out until you start really deep diving into what potential causes are there. Mm -hmm. And so it's cool um, that you can relate to that. Um, and I'm sure you had to go through a GI map and I'm sure you had to go through a gut protocol. And I'm sure you had to realize that gluten and dairy, regardless of how delicious it is, is probably something you're never going to eat again. And like all those things, I know, like when I talk to a client about that, it's like, they freak out. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, which is more important, like the short-term joy of, of eating that or finding a food swap that allows you to still have things that you like but it's just doesn't have those ingredients. Like, yeah, Absolutely. it's a little harder and you got to do a little homework, but it would be unreasonable for you to know 
every food that doesn't contain gluten and dairy when you've never had to avoid gluten and dairy. So Mm -hmm. you're setting unrealistic expectations for yourself. It's a mess. Um, But I, I, I'm really excited to talk more about, I mean, we can definitely dive into the dietary changes and like how soon you felt them. Um, But outside of that, like I am now getting into meditation. So this is not something that I've mastered yet. Uh, But I do think that deep diving into the last year of my life has been a whirlwind, like a real whirlwind. Um, And I had to get very, very uncomfortably honest with myself and like really dive into the deep, dark, uncomfortable things. And we all have darkness. And I say this because it's true. I believe um, that we all have very, very dark parts. Like that's what makes us human. We are imperfect. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you cannot try to control that thing if you don't acknowledge that it exists. And so I had to get like very isolated, very alone and just like, let it out like spew it out on paper, record voice memos and like work through that shit and get very uncomfortable with like what I was, what I wanted to be, what expectations I was living in versus like not being, and I realized like the last five years of my life or so, like I haven't been in full alignment with myself and who I am. And it's held me back from showing up as me and doing things the way that I believe need to like, should be the way that they are. Mm-hmm. And so it gave me my voice. It gave me my passion back. It gave me my drive, but it was like, you have to sift through the fucking shit storm <laughs> that is in your life that you are responsible for. And it's very easy to make it about somebody else or somebody else's fault or play the victim game and like all that. And when it came back for me to be like, you are responsible for every fucking thing that's happened to you. And Absolutely. Like, and, and then the- work through it. It's like, you just get so much clarity on like who you are, who you want to be. And it's like, The hard part of that too, is we can talk about this. Um, People will always, especially in your past, like they will always remember you as you once were, not always as you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people will speak that over over you and try to bring you back to believing you are still this person, even if you've outgrown that. And I don't know if you've experienced that. I know I said a lot right there, but like, I want to hear your thoughts. Yes. Well, on on the very last part, so, you know, with having a son in high school and not being with son's mother, there's a, definitely a, when who I'm looked at as a 16 to 17 year old Nick and now being 31, some, some people's vision as they know me as are refused to see me as somebody that has grown, developed, and is not uh, somebody half my lifetime ago, because I think that's a long time ago. And a lot could happen if you choose to put in the work. And I'd like to think that I've grown uh, in my areas. But when people do put their perceptions on you, it's because that's their own insecurities of how they want to view you. But the hardest part of what we do on a day-to-day basis is we do not take the five to 10 minutes to sit quietly because it is scary. It is haunting to hear what your mind has to say without a device, without a TV, without anything around you, because you have to sit and listen to what just like, like you said, dark, like things need to come out and it, however it is that, you know, and I'm, I'm thankful that two months before my injury, I went back to therapy because the previous year I had, you know, my, my, I used to live with my grandparents. I call my ex roomies. (laughs) So they both passed away. Um, they, they were older, but I watched my dad pass away at 56. He was in the hospital for two and a half months battling, you know, alcoholism. And it's like, it's just the saddest thing to like, 
this pull and tug of like, oh, he's going to make it. He's not. He's going to make it. He's not. And then like finally getting that closure of that when he was sober, like the last week of his life to like enjoy it. And but it I, I never I don't know how to like at the time how to mourn and grieve. Like, what does that mean? I only only knew what I do is I bottle it up. And I go be a leader for everybody else, put on a good face, make people laugh and just yeah. pretend like everything's okay. And if I needed to, I go work out. Okay. When all that was taken from me in December, I had no idea what to do. And so when my counselor or my therapist said like, no, this is, this is the best thing that's happened for you. I couldn't tell. I said, this is not, this is terrible. I hate everything. And I kept searching for who I was. I wanted to be who I was. And it took me two years and through these meditations that who I would, I kept searching for, I would go, I would, I would literally, and I'll get to the second part, but I was literally hopping on calls because after you have a brain injury, you have this something, you have something called loss of identity. And I, I didn't know who I was anymore because like I said, I was waking up at times. I didn't know where I was and I'd been living in the same house for five years. Uh, and so every morning it was, sometimes it was like, I had to restart, but then I'm like, who am I? What, like, what am I doing today? Um, and just literally lose yourself. And I'm like, but I know who I am. I know who I was. I, I want to, I need to go find it. But what I didn't realize is that I was just living in the same freaking bubble that was just reciprocating the same thoughts come the same emotions, come the same actions, come the same experiences. And not, nothing I did was going to be outside of that wall. So I was just bouncing ping ponging back and forth. What I had to do and what I learned is that I had to create who I was going to be and and then I had to literally sit quietly manifest that and practice it because if I was ever going to get healthy I had to be more present than I've ever been because if I kept saying that okay if I if I go outside I know the light's going to be bright and all of a sudden it's going to invoke all these symptoms well then my body's already preparing it because your brain is going to fight for you to stay survive it's going it, to your brain is going to make sure that you survive that that little light or if, if uh, it's going to brace it for you, it's not, it doesn't care about, um, you know, your growth, it wants you to keep you comfortable. And so that's how you're wired. And you have to go outside of that, like you said, getting uncomfortable. Yeah, nobody likes it. And if, 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 if you're okay with being comfortable, that's fine. Like that's your business. But that's not what people are here to come here and listen for, because they want growth. And so literally, you can manifest like, it's, it's so weird to say, like, I feel like I almost thought myself over the top, to get healed but it when it happened i it happened like it's not some hippie bs like that was the final puzzle if you would have told me that was the final puzzle to the piece of healing i would have said you're an idiot you're you're lying like stop but talking I, to me you woo, woo human like i don't like do that right and i feel like, like there's a lot so much judgment around it and i'm like but for me like genuinely it changed my life and mm -hmm. like people talk about like success and wealth and i'll be very honest like i am wealthier in my life than I have ever been. And I make less money than I did. And it's like, people associate wealth and riches with success. And I'm like, I am, I know a lot of fucking broke rich people. Like I know a lot of them. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to be that. And I actually made a post that resonates with all of this today. Cause it's been heavy on my mind. And I was excited to talk to you and I was <laughs> where this conversation is going, but it's like, in order to be who you want to be and like stop comparing yourself to other people, you have to acknowledge exactly who you are and what you want to be. And then you need to like sit on it, be brutally honest with it, recognize and own that who you are right now is indeed a product of your circumstances and your choices are not a product of your circumstances, but your choices. And then you can actively start moving in the direction of who you want to be, but you have to identify that and then identify the gap. And then you have to act like one thing I tell myself every day is like, 
what would a CE, like a badass CEO boss bitch do right now? And I'm like, I want to act like her, right? I'm going to move like her. I'm going to have the habits that she does, right? Who I envision myself being. And it's like, that's who I'm manifesting, but I can't do that if I don't acknowledge where my shortcomings have been in my past. And then it's all these things about like talking about people that know your past. They love to speak beliefs over you. Like people love to do that shit. People tell me I'm crazy. They're like, you're not going to build a successful business. I'm like, uh, -uh. I see other people doing this all the time. Do not tell me what I am capable of. All types of people doing it. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, I don't need you to tell me what I can do. Like, Mm -hmm. so you can speak that on yourself, but I always point this out to my clients, especially now that I'm like incredibly passionate about mindset stuff. Like if you listen to the way that people speak, it is, I am, I can, or I cannot, I am not. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're already limiting yourself to this ceiling because you've already spoken it. Like you can't do this. You, you, you said that. Right? You believe that. And if you don't pay attention to the way that you speak to and about yourself, like you're never going to overcome and become the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's the, the, I think when you're able to be aware and said in, in nutrition, awareness is the first part. When you have awareness, then you can proceed that with an action because now you know, okay, well, if I do, like you said, if I do eat gluten, and I'm aware of it, I know that I had the choice of a, a feeling like absolute garbage for a while or B finding that healthy swap. But it all comes with taking the time to be aware because we're always looking, well, what's next? Okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. Like we, we as humans cannot take any more than three seconds to just sit and think for a second to ourselves and then be able to respond. Because like you said, if, if you are always saying, well, I can't do this and I can't do that, when you're able to become aware of your thought before it happens and, and knowing that that language is only going to hold you back and you already created your own ceiling, then you're able to make the switch. Um, because like I said, you talk about, you know, the, the path, the, the valley of change. It's like when you're getting ready to cross it, because you know that if you, if you go ahead and turn back around, that's your familiar self and that's very comfortable. And that leaves you with the same connected thoughts, which is the same connected choices, behaviors, experiences, and feelings. It's the same life, but you still know you want more because of that void. And so when you are able to step out and and create those new thoughts that create those new choices and behaviors and actions, that literally, it is scientifically proven. And this is why I fully invested in it because I knew this is how it was going to heal. It creates it creates new neural networks in your brain by just envisioning it. When, when Kobe and, and MJ would talk about, you know, envision the play. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, we're, as you know, like you're an athlete, of course you envision, you, you envision, you want to make the shot, but w- when you are so dialed in and, and confident in it, that it will happen, that you have to create it inside of your brain because your brain does not know the difference between what is actual reality and what is a movie that you keep playing and scripting it over and over it will still give you the same thought and emotion but it's up to you if you actually want to create a movie that you enjoy instead of just playing the same victim whatever it is that you want to stay in your comfortable familiar self because like you said if you want to be a ceo boss bitch then you have to create that but that still comes with the same principle of saying i have to be present in the moment that okay, if, if some comes up like right now, like, oh, they want to, you know, go out instead of like, I just was actually going to work on some client work and, you know, whatever backend business stuff, like I could, I'd rather do that because that's what a CEO boss bitch would do right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you guys want to do that, that's fine. But like, Hey, maybe we aren't the people right now, or maybe you just don't know that my vision, because my vision is my vision. And what I want to do is what I want to do. 
thank you. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people don't like that. It makes like, honestly, people ask me all the time, like, you know, why don't you date people? And I'm like, because people don't understand me and I don't feel the need to explain myself like over and over again. Like this is what's super important to me. And if you can't support me in doing that, then we're not going to be able to connect. Right. And if we have no connection, then it doesn't matter where it goes. Like I'm not going to pretend to be somebody that I am not. I know now who I am and where I'm going. And like, that's, that's it for me. But um, you said a couple of things that I think are super important. Um, one, especially as coaches, right. And this is something that I'm sure that you, you can uh, relate to is that we put on a face to serve and we do this all the time, right. Especially like if you're having a shit storm and I think that this, this is important. It's like, it's not your client's fault, of course, but you need to show up and be hundred percent and be on for them all the time. But I think that because I can speak for myself, like I get so invested in other people there was a point where I stopped investing in myself and it was like, I didn't make time to be alone with me. And I didn't make time to go through the things that I needed to. And I didn't take time to get to know myself and like really deep dive into all the things that were going on in my head. And like all the things that I was doing habitually and all the things that were limiting my ability to grow in the direction that I wanted to, because I sat in desire and want, but didn't have the habits in place to be able to start that change. And it comes down to the same thing in principle when you're working with people on, on changing their life, right? I'm sure you see this all the time. Initial new clients have a ton of resistance. They're like, this is different. And what am I doing wrong? Blah, blah, blah. You know? And I'm like, it's going to be scary. And there's going to be a fuck ton of resistance because this is something that you've never actually done before, right? It would be unreasonable for you to be super confident in the fact that like, you're going to win in the end, right? You've, you've never done it this way. It's scary. It's uncomfortable. And then a part of them wants to go, well, I just don't want to go back to restricting and doing a bunch of cardio because I'm afraid that like I had a client um, and she's incredible. She's got a lot of potential, but she was very low calorie and she's training for a half marathon. Like this girl moves, right? Like very, very <laughs> low fat, very, very yeah. low carb. I'm talking like less than 25 grams of fat, less than hundred carbs a day. Um, and that was given to her as someone who's training this much on top of she, she trains in a studio and all those things. So immediately I had to bump her food. I almost doubled her intake and she was weight stable and she was stressed about the fact that she wasn't losing weight. And I was like, there's a massive win in here that you don't see because you <laughs> yes. haven't, you haven't done it the right way. And I'm like, I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's scary, but as someone who is going to be one about your health, right? Two, and I understand your long-term goal. I have to make sure I'm setting you up to be successful in that without compromising your health. And at first it's like, I don't get it, but I'm like, it's okay that you don't get it because you've never had to go through it. You don't have the knowledge or the skill set yet to understand what it really means. But in hindsight, you always will. Yet is the keyword yet. And that is so true because when you do, when you're so used to doing the same thing over and over and you ask for help and you reach out for help, do you really think you're already going to be aware of like, oh no, I already knew I was going to do this. Like, no, like, <laughs> and then when you miss out on that goal, like you said, if, if her goal is running, but now she's worried about weight, like what, what is the goal? Like the, the big thing, like you have this long-term, like 90 day, uh, you know, year long goal. Like you have to understand what is your goal right now? Like, do you want to build muscle? Okay. Then you cannot worry about your abs. Like we are building muscle and working on your, you know, your mental fortitude. Um, but it's, like I said, it's so true. Um, and it's, it's awesome that you were able to do that for her because that's, that's a bigger win that I'm sure is be able to look back on, um, in the long run, but it's just, it's just a mental game. That's all it is. 
and you have to be able to control your mind. And I think that that's very hard for people. Like, cause I, you brought it up earlier, but we literally live in a world of distractions, right? Why do people get addictions? Why do people go out on the weekends and drink? Why do people constantly scroll so, social media? Why are we constantly consuming technology and people? People can't be alone. I literally know people that are like, I just don't like to be by myself. I'm like, I love being by myself. Like, I'm so good at being alone. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, I literally moved away from my family so I could be in downtown Dallas and just be alone. Mm-hmm. Right. So, because that's where I can show up and do my work and the things that I'm passionate about, even if people around me don't understand, because there's no one around for to to inflict a judgment on. Right. But it's one of those important things where it's like you have to acknowledge the fact that first you're living in a world that is distracted, and until you can get yourself to be away from that and literally just sit and be and sift and work through the cascade that is going on in your brain. Like you are never really in full alignment or understanding of who you are. And there's always going to be a gap, resentment, envy, jealousy, insecurity between who you currently are and the person that you aspire to be because you see people that are people that embody characteristics and traits that you want, right? But you're the one that's actually creating the void because you're not willing to sit and be like, I am this way. And it is because I am doing things that are X, Y, and Z, not in alignment with who I want to be or become. And then you can start to really focus in on shifting your mind, your body, your thought processes, your actions, and set boundaries, which is really hard for people in order to become the person or at least orient yourself in the direction that's going to allow you to slowly move in the direction of who it is you want to be. Yeah. And I think the hardest thing is people look for that external validation of like, oh, I need somebody. I need somebody to tell me that uh, I'm worthy and that I'm beautiful and that, oh, I am like super strong. Like, are you like, do you believe that? Like, do you believe that you are? That's the only thing that matters. And it, it, it you know, I'd be the first to say it. Like, of course, like when somebody says like, you look good or like, oh, you're, you're, you, you look, you know, beautiful, whatever, like, yeah, it feels good. But when you learn that it, it really is just like a little compliment and it only matters if you, you feel that way. Um, when somebody said like, Oh, you know, you look healthy. Like at the times, like I wasn't, I was putting on a show. I was putting on a front just because I wanted to pretend like everything was okay. Then I had to go back home and, and like, they didn't know that day. Like I, you know, didn't even think I wanted to be alive like day after day. Like they don't, they don't understand. And at the end of the day, when you, you know, the, the quote of like, when you put all your mess into the middle of the floor and if you look at everybody else, like you're still going to go grab yours um, because you're still going to have your baggage to sift through at the end of the day. When you lay your head down on the pillow, like the only person you're going to be talking to is your own mind. So you can either make men's with it, or you can allow everything to sit because you don't know when it's going to break. And when it, when you, when it breaks, your body's physiology will make sure that you have everything that but basically payback. Like you, you let me hold all this down inside. Like here's a whole bunch of stress. And now all of a sudden we're seeing all these gut health issues and, you know, people are having more, you know, mental health struggles, not to mention with whatever's going on in the world, but that's just another distraction. And all of a sudden, like, this is a whole health thing. Like you're literally going to put yourself into a disease because of all the stress that you can't manage. Um, and it's, it's not easy. It is not easy. And the, the work has to be done daily, no matter what it is. Um, so I still go to therapy once a week. Like, you know, it, uh, I think about like all my friends, as, as you were saying, like none of them, I'd say a majority of the people that like I'd been associ- associated with and, and like been super, super good friends with, like what I talk about now, it's like, they would think like, it's almost like, like, dude, that's kind of weird. Like, but like, because not, not everybody has been through what you need to be, be through to get to where you want to be because they don't understand. And that's okay. Um, 
at the end, like you said, at the end of the day, as you get further down, like I only care what I'm doing. And if, if it is alignment with where I'm going, then that's all that matters. If, if Jimmy over there thinks like that's dumb, like good, like you can come keep watching, like I care less. Um, but it takes, it takes practice and it takes time and it takes freaking work to do that to yourself. Um, and it's not easy, but it takes five to 10 start. You have to just start with five to 10 minutes by yourself and listen and just listen breathe it out and just listen to what's going on. And then you, you will start to really find yourself. And I think when I was so lost and now it's like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I've never been more connected um, with myself and my body. Um, so I'm like, I'm still just like blown away. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all. I <laughs> no, it's incredible. Like it, it really is. And it's just one of those things that are, it's like, and I, I want to be clear too. Like, if you don't want to change, you don't have to. Like, if you're listening to this and you're like, fuck off, guys. And I'm like, cool. Like, you don't have to change. I don't care whether you change or not. Like, at the end of the day, you don't have to. Like, if you don't want to go down that road, it's very uncomfortable. But it's interesting to me. And, and one thing that you said is like, me a year, year and a half ago, I'll say my big like self-efficacy journey started in like 2018. It's when Jordan Syatt like, and I really built a solid friendship and he challenged me on a lot of that stuff. Um, and then it was, you know, really after losing my health and like you talked about putting on a cascade, like, especially as a competitor, everyone's like, oh, you look so good. And like all this and all that, and you get all the <laughs> likes. Right. And again, it was external validation. And it was like put, pre putting pressure on myself that I have to maintain this. I have to show up like this. I have to be this when inside, like I wasn't fulfilled or happy. Like I wasn't doing things that were actually best for Kate. Um, and it's funny when I say that now, because I'm like, if you think about the way that you talk to yourself in your brain. Right? You body check yourself. You say negative things. You, you compare yourself. You're like, oh, I'm a piece of shit, whatever, whatever. Like you believe that you will actually manifest that shit. You will be a piece of shit. Like you will be that. And a lot of it for me was like, I need to start talking to myself like someone I fucking love because at the end of the day, if I don't fucking love who I am. Like why would anybody else? Like, exactly. and so now it's like, I don't need, I don't care what people think. I genuinely don't. Um, and it's because I love who I am. And like, I can talk about myself and be like, what's best for Kate today? Like, you know, mm -hmm. or like telling yourself that you love yourself. Like, I know that sounds again, woo woo and things, but it's like, sometimes I'll look in the mirror and be like, I fucking love you, dude. Like, you know, and it's just one of those things that's like, it actually makes you smile. It's like weird. But you know, if I were to say that a year ago, I'd be like, that bitch is fucking crazy. That's <laughs> really weird. Or like meditation practice, like, okay, woo woo hippie. Like, you know, you get these like societal beliefs of like, nope, that's fucking weird. Like turn it off. But once you start practicing it and you see how much it can elevate your life, it's like, I'm really glad I, I went through all the shit because it actually brought me up here and I'm further along, much further along, even though I had to take a couple steps back. Yeah. And the, the thing is, when you look at it as a couple steps back, it's like you're actually just moving in a different direction. Like that's all it is. And even if it is like a false step, you still it's not a win or loss. It's your win or learn. And the thing with the thoughts, like, yeah, when you think tw uh, 12 to 60,000 thoughts a day, if 90 percent of them or 80% of them are negative. You were one of the things I do remember from college um, is that a self self-fulfilling prophecy, <laughs> what you say will literally manifest itself. So if I kept saying, I'm going to be sick, like I only made it worse because I literally kept saying like, I'm going to be sick. And looking back uh, in February, when I kept feeling all these like zaps in my head, I believe I was about to manifest myself into a seizure which caused me to black out because i kept saying it's going to coming it's like it's coming 
And so my body prepared itself for. And so after reading more in the Joe Dispenza book, like there are studies and things showing like people had in these, uh, I believe it was like nurses or some, not nurses, but um, older women had literally died because they kept thinking whatever they had at the time and they died from it, literally just thinking it uh, and kept replaying the same thing over and over and over again, which then gets me back to thinking like, oh, well, maybe that doctor was right. It, all, it was all in my head, but it's like, no, that's just another story playing in my head because there was still a lot of things literally wrong in my head, my brain, but I only made it worse. And so when you are, you know, not somebody that has had brain trauma, but that self-love of the woo-woo stuff you're talking about, like you have, you have that looked down upon because it's different. It, it's not the Oh, get, get distracted. Keep, you know, try this new social media, uh, that's coming out. Like everything is built for distraction because nobody wants to work. You, you know, they don't want you to work on yourself because working on yourself only means growth and growth means endless they possibilities. They can endless possibilities. You. Absolutely. And so when you are able to take control of your own life, your own health, your own mind, your business, whatever it is, that is yours. You are able to literally manifest it, but it starts with a lot of work done by you. It's not anybody else. There's no any external, whatever you need. It's all internal and it starts internal. Um, no matter how woo woo you might think it is now, you never know until you literally, as I did, needed it. And then mm -hmm. once you have that tool, now it's, I'll, I'll never go back. Uh, so it's like, do you, it's like, what is, what is stopping somebody? Is it like, do they need another testimonial? Do, do people have to wait till their health is in dire straits to, have to like build their body back up like you don't have to wait you can start with one 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 thought leads to one new choice to one new action behavior new experience but it just starts with one that's it you can change with one thought that's it literally it's it's all of those things and i actually made a post about that too it's like why are you waiting why are you waiting until you find out that you have a metabolic syndrome or disease like why are you waiting to get to the point where you have obesity and you you can't show up for your family you don't have the energy you can't walk 10 minutes like why are you waiting mm -hmm. you know it's like you can get ahead of all of these things because they are in your control and to me like investing in yourself is the absolute best investment that you can make in your entire life and it, doing that for myself has allowed me to show up better, to perform better, to have better energy, to have, like, I'm more vibrant, I'm more lively. Like the number of people that are like, I don't know what you're on, but like, like, I just feel it. Like your energy is contagious. And I'm like, it's because I had to sit with myself first and realize that my energy was completely not in alignment with who I am because I was trying to be what I thought would be accepted into certain communities. And I was like, I don't, fit in that box and I'm trying so hard and it's making me unhappy and again resentful and all the things that I don't want to be mm -hmm. so it's like I had to just remove myself and go I don't fit there and that's okay because I actually fit better over here and yeah. I'm like happier doing that <laughs> yeah and that's that's the biggest that's the biggest light bulb of saying like yo I am I am not with these people but it, it like I said it all stems back from being present and aware of where what you actually want and who you are and if you want to mold and mesh into somebody else, that's on you. But at the end of the day, at some point, you're going to want to be like, who am I? What do I want? And when, when everybody's gone, all your buddies, all your new homies, they're not there. Like, who are you? What, like, what drives you? What impact are you creating? Is it, you just want to be a follower? Okay. But like I said, I can reiterate it over and over until you find out who you are and what you want, you can manifest whatever the hell you want. But it, it starts with being extremely quiet talking what do you want and 
literally most and sometimes going through hell and back uh, to really recreate yourself. Um, instead, now now when people ask like, like, yo, is that like a new pre-workout or like, like, well, like, what are you on? Like, no, nah, dude, I just feel freaking great. Like, it's, it's okay that you just feel good. Like, it's a different aura, different, different vibe. Um, so I don't got time for the negativity. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you have to be aware of where it stems from, like anxiety. Like I used to have severe anxiety. I mean, every day it was so debilitating to me. One thought would like just send me over. I don't deal with that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I used to think I was just an anxious person. Like I'm just, I have anxiety. I'm all these things. Right. But it was because again, I was, I was living so far out of alignment with myself that I would be triggered by little things that would cause a future cascade of what if, when, oh my God, this, that, and the third. And it's because I wasn't being me. I was trying to be something else. And then it's like that tug of all those different things, because there's a cascade of, again, hormonal shit that happens when you're like, just chronically, mentally, emotionally, physiologically stressed. And it doesn't do anything good until you're like, until you take ownership of it. Like, that's what I had to do. That's why I always preface it. Like I am responsible for everything. Like it's, it's my fault. So then it's like, okay, now you have extreme ownership on over everything that's made you unhappy. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And, I, and I, then you have to shift. That's, that's, I kept looking for a doctor to save me because the first five, I thought they were going to be my savior. You know, I, I'm still looking, I'm, I'm fighting, I'm investing in them. You know, I, you know, 52 K later, I, it took me to finally get answers. And I kept looking for the savior, but I knew that I had to do the work on my own because nobody was coming to save me and everything that was going on in the world is the same boat. Like nobody is coming to save you. Nobody's coming to save your health. Nobody's going to come tell you and Hey, I'm going to cook you a salad with some chicken and protein. And you know what? I'm going to work out for you. Like that's, that's not how it works. (laughs) Getting to where you want to be is not easy. It is not fun. It doesn't, the, the glory road is not some easy, like make a couple cool videos online. And all of a sudden people are paying you millions. Like that's not how it works. (laughs) Like it, it is hard. Um, and so when you're looking for a savior, like you are, you are the savior. And the more that you labor yourself with, oh, you know, I do have anxiety. Oh, I know I have ADHD, so I can't do this. It's like everything leads to, I have this, so I can't, I have this. And so when people like come like some people come to my post, like, oh, I have ADHD, so I can't, I do too. Oh, like, oh, I have, um, you know, genetic, uh, you know, people in my environment's bad. And, you know, I had addiction. Like, yeah, I did too. Like you have a choice. I saw addiction in my family in one of them passed away. One of them is still mightily struggling with it. And by the grace of God, my mother is sober. And so I chose to say, I don't want to do that. So I'm going down a different path. When you choose what you, when you choose that, like that is your route and you still will continue to play that victim card over and over, but you have a choice. Like, I think there was like a, like a, a quote, it was like, you're like, Oh, you know, I saw my dad drinking. So I, I did this with my life. And then the other picture was like, oh, I saw my dad drinking. So I did this with my life, but they're two opposite pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how my <laughs> sibling is, uh, you know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, and so at the end of the day, you have a choice, but when you label yourself, it's the same thing with the self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, oh no, I have anxiety. So I just, you know, take my, um, I take my Lexapro and there I go. Like I'm starting to come off Lexapro now because I'm healing my issues with my gut and my brain. I'm like, I'm not taking these pills anymore. Like I am so done because I'm with, with whether it's the medical and the Western medicine, like, and I'm just very, I wouldn't say angry, but I'm very still 
little hell bent on that. Like just saying like, I am in control. So now it's a different mission. Like I'm proving you like we are, our bodies are very capable of a lot. And um, like, I'm almost, I'm almost weaned off of it now. And I'm like, I would have never said this if I just say, no, I have anxiety. So that's just what, that's, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, no, um, you, you can. And, and with like the, the, the depression, it's like having major, major depressive disorder as a, as a guy, like who's going to talk, who wants to talk about that? Guys don't talk about the F word. Like, and, and me having this persona of being like funny and silly. And like, I have three children and a fan, like, and I'm going to talk about like, like, no, like I don't have it. No, no. Like, but now like nutrition has such a crazy part in, in it and being able to heal your body. And now there's even more research coming out about uh, nutrition and depression and, and just depression can stem from a lot uh, and extreme inflammation. Like, Oh, okay. Well, if I know that that's the case, now I'm aware of it and I can actually begin to heal myself. But, you know, of course that's with, you know, therapy and other uh, healing traumas and, and, and stuff like that. But it's, I don't even know how I get down that rabbit hole, but said, oh yeah, labeling. Um, said you can change your label if you want. If you want to say, I'm a, I'm a CEO bad bitch, then you are, you are it, but you have to live it and embody it. Yeah, I think that that's where a lot of people get manifestation wrong, right? It's like, I am this, I'm manifesting it. I'm like, okay, cool. That's great that you have a vision, but now we need to take the action steps that align with that goal, right? And like, for me, I fucking love what I do. So it's like the time is irrelevant to me. Like, I don't have, well, I have to do this by this or what, or what mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing it because it's what I love to do. And like, when you fill yourself with that, it's like, I have no doubt it's going to happen. I don't know when, but I don't actually care when, because I know it is. And like, it is period. Like there's mm-hmm. no, but when blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it is period. And it's like, people can't speak with that conviction, but again, it's because they aren't incredibly confident in the outcome because they don't take the ownership to say I am and I will always be the product of my choices, period. Because that's scary. That's scary. That, that, that makes you uh, vulnerable and being able to say, well, the reason that I did fail is because it was my fault. And that takes a lot, but it's not because you failed. Like when you do fail and failing is good. I think it's a lot of, it's, it's just a misconceived um, thing because, you know, Brody's my oldest, he's 13. Like, and things have come very easy for him, which I, I hate um, <laughs> because he is very gifted. He's very smart. He's very athletic. And so now, and he, he still would try and challenge me when I was sick and I would still make sure that I had enough energy to still make sure I beat him. Um, and especially now, like, I'm like, no, dude, I will still dog you, you know, total or nothing, whatever you need. Like I'm, you are not going to win. Like I will make sure you have to compete, like compete, like you have to earn this. So when you have to work towards something and, and like, like have that challenge, like you need it because you are learning from it. Like, why didn't you win? Like, what was, what did you learn from that, that, that perceived failure? Like, those are the times you learn. It's not, it's not a fail. It's not an F like it's like you hear failure, you hear F you think of like grade school, like, oh, you got an F that's awful. You, what do you, what can you take away from that? Like your worst moments, your darkest places, that's where you learn the most. Mm. And that's, that's, the, that's, literally the like the meat and taters of what we all need is to literally like we, like we're talking about lucifer go to hell and back like you have to see it you have to be there see it and like you that's where you learn everything it's not the glory road you learn everything from the freaking dirt and the, and the bugs everything just swimming around is where you learn the most and that's why i always tell people like you you 
cannot fail if you refuse to quit, period. Like you literally cannot, because that doesn't mean, like I always say this, it would be unreasonable for you to be good at something you've never done. You don't walk into the gym and pick up a basketball and expect to be Kobe Bryant overnight. Like no one does that. But when it comes to your health, to your knowledge, to your ability to pass a test, to whatever the fuck it is you wanna be, like you expect that you're just gonna be able to show up and outperform and be the best. And I'm like, no, like, you know, I talk about this a lot, but like the people that you see succeeding now publicly, they've been doing the groundwork, digging in roots, laying solid foundations, fucking up, learning, fucking up again, learning again, right? Because at every time you learn something, you have perspective and knowledge that you didn't have before, right? So that leads you a little bit further in your skill set, right? And that you have to continue to build on those and sharpen those tools and acquire more skill sets. Eventually, you gain that last skill set that allows you to amplify the results of what you've been doing for the last 10 years. But nobody sees that, right? They just see that and they're like oh I want to do that how did you do that and then they tell you the truth and you're like nah you got you got a break didn't you like you blah, 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 blah. and I'm like no everybody that I know and like is honest with me and like talks and I, I talk to them they're like dude I've been doing this for like a decade I just blew up like recently people are just starting to gain traction like that's cool but I'm like that's also why for me it's like I don't care if I'm not owning a million dollar business in the next year, that would be unrealistic, especially when I know nothing about business I'm learning now. And I think hiring mentors is incredibly important. And I could go on to that, that mm -hmm. entire spiel of another time, but like, you know, it'd be unreasonable for me to know everything that is required to own and operate a successful business as a CEO right now. That would be unrealistic. Like yeah. I know I'm going to learn because I'm going to go through things and I'm like, oh, well, I could have done that better knowing what I know now. Right. Yeah. But it's like, that is my expectation other than like showing up, living by my pillars, right. My core values and making choices that are indeed in, but in the best interest of myself, my employees and my business. And like, that's it. And we just keep doing the things like just do the thing. I think people get overwhelmed with overthinking and I'm like, stop thinking about what if and the potential outcome, like just show up and do the thing. Yeah. You have to put in the work and, and it's, it's like when I went back and I told like a lot of the people in the brain community and whatnot, like, like I was able to get past like, oh, so what, what, what was like the best thing that got you over the edge? And I was like, so this must be like when people ask, like when you like you become this super wealthy person, like, oh, so what, what's like, what's the secret? Like, like I, 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 I have like maybe six pillars, like I know it, but I had like, and I, I'm like, here's my health again. Like here I am like getting annoyed of it now, but like, like I had to dig through little like, like shit to every day uh and and to get and learn and like fight and and learn this and take this little piece it was little piece by piece like throughout two years like it wasn't it wasn't i just sat here was like yeah i don't feel good today so i'm gonna go upstairs like no it was i'm down here three on three separate occasions i had collapsed at this desk trying to look up with all the books that i've been reading because i could barely read anyways because i couldn't see to literally just find an answer just to ghosts and then try and find a doctor that could give me this one little thing it was everything was just so just like uh, uh it was just fighting every day um i said it took 495 days to wake up without any type of pressure in my head and the only reason i know this because i tracked like literally everything and when i finally felt that it was like that's one big thing so when you are like oh well why didn't why didn't i lose weight within this last week like yo like because it's it's just one week like things take time building yourself takes time <laughs> losing weight takes time getting your gut under control takes time <laughs> okay like this stuff is not easy there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see that takes time to put in the work and if that's not the work you want to put in then don't expect the outcome that you so desire 
Yeah. It's that, again, it's, it comes with setting realistic expectations relative to the amount of sacrifice that you are willing to go through, right? It's going to suck. It's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, if you are not willing to fight for yourself, I promise you, no one is coming to do it. And it's like that you have to have that, like you could have. And I know a lot of people that are like, I don't feel well today. I'm just going to not do anything. I don't blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and, and you can buy into that. And I'm not saying those emotions are not valid. And it's, I, I totally understand not feeling well. Uh, but at the same time, it's like in that moment, what are you going to do, right? You have the choice. You can give into this and you can believe that this is the way it's going to continue to be. Or you can challenge that and say, I refuse to live like this. I'm going to do something about it. I am better. I am stronger. I can overcome this obstacle, but it's all about how you perceive it. And a lot of people perceive discomfort, obstacles, you know, all these things as debilitating things. And they retract back into, back into their comfort zone and their habits. Whereas if you lean into it and you're like, this is kind of exciting. I don't know what's on the other side of this, this thing, but I'm going to fucking find out. Right. And like, that's how I approach everything. I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what the fuck this means, but I'm going to find out, right. I'm going to go through this, even though I'm like, oh, it's a little scary. Maybe it's a big investment. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's another mentorship. Maybe it's another potential, you know, something else. Right. And I'm like, I, I can't grasp what's on the other side of this because back here, I know what this looks like. This is familiar to me on the other side of this. Like there's something there. Am I going to pursue it? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And guess what? If I quote unquote fail, right? If I'm not successful in my first attempt where it would be unrealistic for me to be successful, right? I'm going to learn something about this process that I did not know before. And like, that's where the power is. That's where the strength is. That's where the opportunity lies, but it's the unrealistic expectation of, oh yeah, I'm going to do it first. I'm going to throw up my first three pointer and fucking walk away like Kobe. Like that's <laughs> unrealistic, right? You're yeah. not going to walk in the gym and shoot threes like Steph Curry, like, because it's a repeated skill that he's mastered over time. And that's, ex that's exactly what I tell, tell Brody. It's like, I, like, I will show you the, like the videos of him talking when he's in high school to show like, no, he wasn't going, you know, the stereotypical, like he wasn't going to parties. Like, no, he literally wasn't going anywhere. He was going to the gym at night in the morning. Like, and this didn't just like, it started there and it well went into, he was, you know, to the end of his career. Like that's as a, as a grown man, like it's because he started and then just became a habit in a routine. And just like, even now when you hear, you know, Arnold talk about like, dude, why do you even still work out anymore? Like, dude, it's, it's just a part of his day. It's a, it's a habit, whether he was, you know, uh, you know, then like when you see the 90 year olds, when I used to go to like the regular box gym at Fitworks, like you see those dudes still show up, whether they're doing, you know, a couple exercises, they're still working out because that's just part of their day. That's their routine. But how did they get there? They started one day, they started once. And then they're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, that was, it was a little, little, little much, but I'm gonna do it. To, I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. Okay, like you wake up early, you do it again the next day. You're like, okay, that that was super hard, but like you know, I got to keep doing it for yourself. And then you start to see this, start to see this, the actions turn into results, and then you get your little boost of motivation. And then you just you keep going. It becomes a part of you. And then now you realize, like, wow, like I can do it. And the old you has now died. The old you that wanted to keep you back, hanging on, like you you kicked it off. Like yo, and that was the one thing that. Um, my buddy Nick Ross said, like, you have to allow the old Nick to die in order for the new healthy Nick to grow. And the old sick Nick wanted me to stay that way because it, because it was easier to just be sick. And that's just all I knew. Um, I, it was this, how I was for two years, but if I was ever going to get healthy, I had to, I had to identify basically as a healthy man. And I said, 
if I'm not, if I'm not going to be healthy, then I, you know, I, I'm not going to be sick again. That's purely what I was. And I think that's really why I took the, the one video in the hospital of me and said, I have to take a video of me right now, smiling, knowing that I will get through this and I will not ever be sick again. Like I will never, well, you know, I can't predict what it could happen, but right now in the present moment, as every present moment comes, like I am healthy. And I wrote it down, you know, for so many times, I'm healthy, I'm healing, but I didn't believe it early this year. But after I really begin to manifest it, like it happened. And so it literally starts with just making it a habit and literally just creating who you want to be. And it starts with, it, again, like, I think vision is incredible. And when I look back on my basketball endeavors, right, like even my family, I love them to death. Um, they were like, girl, you're a five foot, three and a half foot female from Vermont. Like, what are you doing? You know? And I'm like, I could see it though. And I'm like, I was so convicted in the fact that I could do it. There was literally nothing that was going to stop me. And at that time, I didn't know anything about manifestation or visualization. I was like, but I would stay in the gym and just picture it and see it. And I could hear my name being called in the starting lineup. And I was like, I was so strongly aligned with that. I didn't know where, and I didn't know when, but I knew. And it was one of those things where it was like, I love you guys. And I know you don't understand, but I have to do this. Two years later, I walk on and I earn a starting spot at a division one institution. And it's all the people that are like, oh, I knew her. I knew she could do it. Are the same people that are like that. You're that's a pipe dream sister. Like, I don't know what the fuck you need to do, but you need to go to college and just get a degree, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like, I could have bought into that. It was scary. I fucking moved to North Carolina. I worked at Dave and Buster's 80 hours a week. I slept in the employee break room. And then outside of that, I would take skills training. I, I got a trainer. I was like, that's what I did. I had no mm -hmm. skill, but I learned the skills. And then I could amplify that because it was over time building the skill set where I could walk on and just do like, do the thing, like do the thing with conviction and confidence, because I knew that I had put in the work to do that. And that's where it comes from. And it's like, I'm trying to now apply that same concept to becoming the person that I envision myself being right. And I think it's really hard. And, and my last question for you, cause I, I know I'm keeping you long is to, I have two. One is your favorite meditation practices, right? That you currently do. And then two is who and what are you manifesting now? Great questions. Um, and it's funny you say like running on time, like, like knowing like how my brain is working, like this is like a, a, another good test for me to see like in front of a computer and like talking this long. And it's definitely come a long way. Um, I'm still doing okay, by the way. I'm not like dying over here. Um, but number one, like, the one that I was looking, um, cause I was doing the call map for like a year and a half or so. And it's just the same day you wake up, like it just gives you uh, Tamara Levitz and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, sorry, Tamara, but like there, there was nothing I was learning. It was just like, okay, I'm just, I know this is going to be good someday. Like, I'm just going to sit here and like, yeah, this is fun. So then after I started reading, you know, we're the placebo supernatural. And, um, I'm like, Oh my God, like, do I need to find him? Like, where is he? Like, uh, and you can literally find it on YouTube. Uh, the Joe Dispenza, um, it's, it's saved in my phone, but Joe Dispenza, it's, it's, and it's, so it's 54 minutes long, I think. Joe, Dis Joe Dispenza manifestation of like creating your higher self. And when I, when I saw it was 50, 50 some minutes, I was like, it's, it's the same thing what my brain wanted. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you only do 10 minutes. Like, yo, you know, your brain's not built for that right now. It's super sick. Like you can't do, you can't do it for, for 54 minutes. This is everything that is already playing in my mind before I even open it up. Everything, every single excuse that my brain wanted me to do. But I said, you know what? 
if I want to stay this way and be sick forever, then okay, then turn it off and go, go do whatever the hell you want. But I said, no, like I need to do this. And so that, um, Joe Dispenza, powerful guided meditation, create, create, create the future you, um, yeah, 48 minutes and 42 seconds. Uh, I do listen to it at 1.5 speed, but that, that's just because I, I don't know. I just like to do that that way. Uh, and, um, so that, that was the, so what I have in my book, cause it, it does have a homework of like, you listen to the first one before that it was like 10 minutes. It kind of gives you like a homework of like, okay, you write down one word of what you want to be. And then th four things of intention and then three of elevated emotions. And so it was like literally just manifesting who you are and who you want to become. And so it's like, okay, well now that I'm healthy, like, who am I? Like, wait, like, so you made it out on the other side. My only goal at the beginning of the year was nothing. Business was nothing. Uh, like I, the only thing I wanted was number one, I just wrote down, I want to get healthy. That was it. That was literally my only goal because I didn't know. I, I got back into the rut of, I didn't know if I wanted to, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to be here this year, like, because I was back in this, I, there's no answer. Something's not right again. Um, and so I'm like, is this it? Like, because I can't live this way forever. Um, I'm, I'm literally just becoming more of a burden to my family than ever before. Uh, and so now that I'm here, it's like, wow, like, who are you? Like, you are, you are healthy Nick. And so who am I manifesting now? It's like, I, I feel like I have this limitless power. Um, and so every day it's like, when I do do the elevated emotions, it's like, it is, I, I have like, th this is like, it's, it's funny, like, woo, woo, but like, as I wrote it down on paper, I can see it now in like the, 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 the meditation, because there is a long, longer period of quiet time. And it's just, it's just the, the, the rhythm playing over and over. So at that point you are fighting your brain and you're in, in your just constant back and forth and it happens, but you have to understand, like, that is your opportunity to, to recenter yourself and represent yourself and say, I am envisioning myself. And so when I do have myself as limitless, and when I do have myself as just saying the word confident, and when I do have myself saying still healthy in abundance of health, in hello train like this is in the nick that i am now manifesting is literally limitless in his ability to do not what i wanted to do before because who i was is not the nick i want to be like now it's time to really put you know brain health on the map because who i was with like fat loss coaches and like that's not me that was just something because it was easy to talk about i was just good with connecting people like now my life has changed and I need to make sure that other people understand, like, it's not just about normal. Like I need to show what optimal health is period. I'm not with, I'm not with the, you know, who I was like, Oh, you know, just, you know, calorie deficit this and calorie deficit that like, look, I, I love that, but my life radically changed and I can't allow this type of thing to happen to anybody else with just being okay with accepting normal. And if you want to go back to that, like, you know, I said, whatever, like it's on you. If people want to just be okay and accepted with like, yeah, you know, I'll just get healthy. Like I'm, I'm here for optimal health and I am ready to like literally manifest myself into like back. I wanted like to speak on stage and now I'm like, I got through speech therapy. Like who am I to, I, I had to relearn how to talk and like, so it's like now all these things just start to come back. Like, no, you can barely talk. You, you mix words. Like you had so much brain damage that like you have a hard time even remembering like what a, a water bottle is like 
all all just stories playing in your head like it's okay it's, it's so okay. funny to me one person that you know one thing i've always loved to do is speak i'm like i want to speak that's why i started podcasting and it's like now all, a lot of my real content is just like raw thoughts i used to think like oh it's not going to be cool because it's not dancing and like all this stuff and i'm like i don't give a shit anymore like i just need to say what's on my heart and hopefully it helps one fucking person because like even in my business like i'm not here just to be a, a coach like a fat loss coach right i'm here to change your fucking life like that's what i'm here to do like and i say that with conviction because i'm so passionate about incorporating everything but it starts in the mind and people don't get that so a lot of it initially is like me challenging beliefs and systems and things that people believe and speak over themselves like and it goes back to something that we we mentioned earlier but i'm definitely going to watch that video because i'm very excited about that um and i love that yeah said, i love that you said limitless because it's exactly like i feel i don't like i can just energy like there's so much energy here <laughs> and i just love it so much and i feel like there's so much that we could deep dive into and like talk about so i would love to have you back in the future yes um, um i was gonna say because like one like I, I hate trying like for me like i hate just talking about myself because i like communicating like like in connecting because i don't like it's just one of the things where i'm like i just don't want to talk about something like i want to know everything about about you like i want to like, like back and forth back and forth um and so like i said, said the same thing like now that like i'm getting back into podcasting and stuff so like i just i feel like said like your only limit is just whatever you it is you want to say and so um I would love to be back on. And I said, now I will get you on too, because we are limitless. And if, I said that the energy is just hard to come by um, around. And so when you are able to find people like that, it's like you find it and you just let that, let that vibe go, <laughs> let it go and let other people catch on because it's, it's very, it's very contagious. Exactly that. It's so funny. Uh, last thing before we go, it's like, you know, I just met someone um, at a coffee shop the other day, someone that I had interacted with on social media. And one of the first things she said is like, your energy is contagious. And I'm like, girl, if you met me a year and a half ago, you would have been like, who is this bitch? Like, cause mm -hmm. it was a negative energy that I was just like carrying with me. And I'm like, now I'm just like, take it. Like, <laughs> you like, you know, fill it up because it's just, it's when you align yourself with people that are like-minded and like, just understand that the world is so abundant and that there's so much out there and so untapped potential. It's just, incredibly exciting there is limitless opportunity and nick i would love to have you back anytime oh absolutely and it, it's that's the thing though like the power of social media you can connect with anybody you want like it, you weren't just stuck in these little like towns that you grew up in like as i'm still in the same like literally city i live in um due to some type of little restrictions but it doesn't matter like you can connect with anybody in the world and you don't have to worry you can make friends with whoever the hell you want you don't have to think you're stuck with the same people or stuck with the same you know boyfriend girlfriend spouse whatever you can pick and choose who the hell you want to be with but it comes back to you and so said i'll be back on whatever you want and hopefully i think this year i'll be in texas at some point because i'm back to traveling um i said the only way that i'm going to understand if my body can fly is by doing it so i think i'm going to arizona next month so here we go like hey body figure it out we're going <laughs> That's incredible. And I can't wait to hear how that goes for you. But thank you so much for coming on. I will definitely be in touch. We're going to connect and I can't wait to build this relationship with you. So thank you so yes. much for your time. And we'll talk. Seriously, soon. thank you. Thank you.